Welcome back, everyone, to episode 51 of the Post Post Podcast. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. And for all of our other listeners, we hope you had a great Thursday, you know. Uh, how have you been, buddy? I'm good, man. We had a good Thanksgiving here. We host every year. As you can hear, I'm sick again. Yes, thank you. It's been two weeks, and I'm <laughs> sick again. Um, my daughter decided to give nine of the 13 people here a stomach bug. So for 24 hours, I was throwing up, and that's why my voice sounds like this. And it was not great. Not fun. But I lost nine pounds, so, I mean, I if mean, I if I could get the stomach bug again lose another nine pounds, I might do it. It's give and take. Other than that, man, that was terrible. I never want to experience that again in my life. So. <laughs> Your daughter gave you all. Yeah, she had, like, I, I it's... It's something like parvovirus, but like parvo is like what little puppies have as like. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a deadly disease in dogs, but it's different. It's some something that sounds like that. I don't. I'm not 100. percent But they were like, yeah, it's super contagious, but it's really just like a 24 hour bug for most adults. That's incredible. And it hit nine no of the idea. 13 people at my house. I was like, oh, <laughs> woof. <laughs> so yeah, that was not fun. But I did have a very good Thanksgiving with my family. How was yours? That's awesome. Um, yeah, kind of the opposite for me. I kind of stayed home. Uh, my grandmother, we found out that she tested positive for COVID. Oh, at least you found out before, not after. Yeah. So we're just like, yeah, we're going to cancel this and we'll give you a call. And she doing all right. She's doing good. Yeah. Yeah, She's doing better. I wish you told me I'm, I'm a big proponent of, if you have nowhere to go, you can come to my house for Thanksgiving, but well, thankfully I didn't get sick. Yeah. I was going to say, good thing you didn't come. (laughs) Uh, Dude, I don't know if I'll eat Thanksgiving dinner next year after this. That's 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 how bad it was, man. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do it next year. We'll see. It's a year away. So. Just, I'll probably forget. Is but. it one of those things where you look at it and you're just like, oh. It's, yeah, kind of like, yeah, kind of, yeah. It's like that alcohol you never want to have again. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up too. Uh, Tommy, when we were over at his house, he had this uh, Bombay Sapphire mixed drink in a can. Oh, and yeah, the gin and tonic pre-made. Kind of like what you're drinking right now. That's the Dogfish Head one, right? You want to show yeah, them? sure. It's a whiskey sour from them. Uh, but, yeah, these are ready-to-drink cocktails that are coming out. I got one, too, actually. This one's a long drink. It's basically gin and tonic, but flavored. And so years ago, me and friend Brandon were doing this Bombay Sapphire. Actually, for the listeners, while he was gone, I uh, we had that whole thing with Lord of the Rings. We're going to do three back-to-back-to-back shots of Bombay. And it's like it's one of those drinks where like you just look like if I'm in the liquor store and I see Bombay, like I'm I get ready to vomit. No way, yeah. that's bad. It's it's I hate it with the passion. That's hilarious. But we have a lot of news to cover for two, two whole weeks, baby. Two whole weeks of hockey news. It's been insane this week, especially with everything going on. Uh, I feel like me and you were just back to back to back, like posting on. Uh, with all the news. Yeah, so we got uh, today is Thursday, December 2nd. We're recording. This will drop you guys on Monday the 6th, and we'll have a couple more episodes. We are going to take off the Christmas week, too, just to keep everyone aware, mm-hmm. just like we did for Thanksgiving. But we will record the week of New Year's because we don't want to give you guys three weeks away, you know? No. Nope. So, yeah. Perfect. So let's start with a trade and a retire. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, literally yesterday, no, it was today, uh, traded Malcolm Subban to the Sabres for future considerations. Uh, Subban this season is 6-8-1 with a 3.20 GAA and .900 save percentage. Hey, that's almost as good as Flurry. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> See what you did. He joins Aaron Dell, Craig Anderson, and Dustin Tokarski. Uh, Dell is 0-4 with a 4.56 GAA and .862 save percentage. Woof. That's one guy worse than Flurry. Uh, there we go. Uh, so, actually, while we're there, too, the Sabres are playing tonight. They were up 3-0 over Florida. They And then I think Florida scored. They went up 4-1. to 
Florida came back and won seven to four. Aaron Dell was in net for that. I don't know if he stayed in for all seven, man, but that is a collapse and a half. I was like, damn, they're hot out the gate. Good to see this. And then so it's worse after this. Oh yeah, somehow it's, yeah, it's going down if he stayed in for all seven of those. <laughs> Jesus, four point five six is high. Oof. Tukoski is four five and three with a three point two eight GAA and a point nine oh three save percentage. What I fu- I thought was interesting because I feel like he's been standing on his head and kind of has been like the starter for. Uh, Buffalo as of late. Yeah, and I mean, that's not, like, terrible numbers, but the 4, 5, and 3 is really what shows there. Like, for him to put up, like, decent numbers like that and still not have a winning record, it goes to show what Buffalo is kind of, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Craig Anderson, uh, who had an upper body injury two weeks ago. As of yesterday, he's traveling with the team and is 4-2 and two with a 2.5 OGA and .921 save percentage. I still remember talking about Craig Anderson coming into Buffalo um, from Washington after not playing at all for Washington last season. And we're just like, who is this? Like, what the hell is he going to do? And yeah. he actually... Kind of shades of Mike Smith, kind of turning it around a little bit. I don't know if it'll it'll last, it'll but work, it's yeah. good that it's working for Buffalo right now. Right. And I said, actually, compared to Buffalo's goalies, this is a nice pickup for the Sabres, hopefully. Uh, we also have a number being retired in Minnesota. Former Wild Captain Miko Koivu will be the first player in Wild history to have his number retired. This will take place March 13th against Nashville. He played 15 seasons with the Wild, 1,035 games played, 206 goals, 505 assists, and 711 points. Uh, wow. Nico Koivu has been a name, huh? Yeah, that guy's a legend in Minnesota. I, the one thing that sticks out to me about him was uh, the GM of Minnesota at the time. They were like a terrible team. Mika Koivu was like their big star, their stud. And they're like, yeah, we're really only interested in like a Miko Koivu in the market. Like, yeah, sick dude. He's all you have. Like, of course you are. Like, there's no <laughs> other player on this team that you would want on your team. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, moving on from all this, we have a huge sign this week. Uh, the New Jersey Devils signed Jack Hughes to an eight-year, $64 million, well, $8 million a year average contract. Hughes was drafted first overall on the 2019 draft. He's played 120 games with the Devils with 20 goals and 35 assists since entering the league. He's only played three games this season with two goals and one assist. He just returned after having a separated shoulder injury on October 19th. Looking like the Devils see him as a future player, huh? Yeah, it's the, that's their big star on the on the front end, right? Oh, huge star. It's like, nope, you're the guy, buddy. Like, Marty Bureau's gone. You're going to be the star of the show. Better now. earn it. Yep. <clears throat> Hope so. Uh, also, December 18th versus Detroit, we'll see the New Jersey's New Jersey third jersey. Try to say that. Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. Uh, what's your point on, opinion on that uh, shitty-ass jersey? I mean, I like the cursive word jersey on the front of it, and that's about where it ends for me. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, there isn't much great about it. It's just a plain black jersey. It's just a plain black jersey. There's, like, too many stripes on it, it too. You know how many stripes they have on there? It's, like, absurd. It's absurd. 21 stripes to represent, like, the 21 counties in New Jersey or something. Like, I don't know. They dug too deep. And then they're, like, we put a a skate lace on the chest like all the other hockey jerseys have. Cool. But it's a shout-out to Marty Brodeur for some reason. Sick, buddy. I don't know. Right? I don't know. Not not a huge fan. I'm loving all the memes, though, for it. Someone's, like, wearing a hat like mine that just says hat. Yeah, in the cursive writing. It's great. In the cursive writing. While we're on New Jersey, too, I'm just going to jump onto this here. Uh, they were ranked to have the worst fan experience in the NHL. Uh, this this was kind of embarrassing to see. Vegas was at the bottom. Uh, they were the second worst. 
Uh, the top three were Calgary, Ottawa, and Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was based on capacity, cost of tickets and goods, other factors, things like that. So it was kind of cool to see them actually rank all the arenas. They did it for all four major sports uh, leagues. I can leave the link below for you guys to check out. Um, but, I mean, <clears throat> I understand why it ended up like this, but at the same time, I don't. like. Yeah. I, I get it that <laughs> shit's expensive, but like that's life, you know? I think they're doing an injustice to the arenas by doing this. Like, right? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it better, but like, why would you go to a game if, like, you know, if you just want to, like, if you want a drink or like you want a hot dog, you realize it's gonna be paying yeah. on your ass, you know? Yeah. And I mean, this could honestly be bad for New Jersey because the market they're in, you could drive like I don't know, twenty, thirty minutes and go to the Rangers game, the Islanders game. There's there's other teams right in the vicinity that you could go and watch. So, right. I, I would hate to see this affect them negatively. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. That makes me wonder now. I kind of want to go back and watch, like, the Devils games and uh, see, like, their home games and see how many fans they have in the stands. I think there's a lot. Um, yeah, I think I think so. There aren't a lot of arenas that don't typically, uh, quote-unquote, sell out in the NHL now. Yeah. Like, I mean, Arizona, Florida stick out, probably Columbus. But up from there, I, I don't think there's a lot of arenas that are, like, empty because mm-hmm. um, money's got to be coming in for those guys. But, right. uh, yeah, I, I, I think that. The term sellout is a little weird when it comes to arenas, too, because yeah. the, the Red Sox in the MLB had, like, the longest-running streak of selling out the arena every game. But, I mean, the fuck – Fenway wasn't full. They would just, like, sell the – like, give the tickets away, basically, to people. And, like, some people would be like, I can't even go to the game. So, like, yeah, right. the seats aren't filled, but the, the tickets are sold. The you know? place, and, yeah, yeah, they're just giving away. So, yeah. There's a little tangent there for you. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, speaking of jerseys <clears> – <throat> We got a few jerseys that happened that came up uh, this week and uh, last week as well. The week Maybe before. we can do a nice uh, hour-long jersey dive like we did for our first episode. God, that God, was a dumb that idea. that was fucking dumb. What a couple of fucking idiots. Look how far we've come. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle, buddy. Yeah, that's right. Full fucking circle. Bozo to bozo. <laughs> this one's for you, Kenny. Eh? Uh, so, speaking of jerseys, we have Team Canada and Team USA unveiled their jerseys for the 2022 Winter Olympics. I think um, Finland did, too. Sorry sorry to jump in. I think I saw Finland's as well. Oh, Those I missed that. Miss that one. Yeah. I love the Canada ones. I mean, I feel like Canada is always sick. The, the uh, red, black. and Yeah, I agree. The one uh, thing I didn't works. like was um, the leaf didn't look too great this year. I kind of thought no, it looked, it looked like a, kind of like a pot leaf almost. Right. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 not yeah, for this. Not or for a it. seashell. And then they have the USA ones that I was like, eh. It looks like fucking soccer jerseys. Like, yeah. They look very, like, form-fitting, and the sleeves look real tight. Like, I don't know. I didn't like them. Last year's, I th- I didn't really like the whatever, like, style they had them. They were, like, blizzard or, like, uh, uh, yeah. razor-looking yeah. on the arms. I didn't like that too much, but they were better than these things, man. These well, look like 100%. the soccer team's wearing them kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those ones. But, uh, yeah, Tim can all the way. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it's got, like, a little uh, chubby little leaf in the front. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also got the jerseys for Tampa and Nashville for the stadium series. Smashville, buddy. Yeah, I love that they went love with that, that and put that right bold face right on the jerseys. Fucking love um, that. Tampa brought back the Bolts the ones. Bolts. I really like those jerseys. I used to have a uh, a white Stamkos jersey that was the Bolts logo. Actually, I think it was black. I forget. I love how it's kind of old school where, like, the lettering on the front of the jerseys are fucking huge. Yeah. And it, like, takes up, like, a weird spot of the the jersey. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. Like, you see Pittsburgh and, and New York Rangers when they're diagonal. There's so many letters that they have to be kind of smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
with the bolts is only five letters. So if you did it small, it kind of looks stupid. You know what I right, mean? Right, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I would rock either one of these in a heartbeat. Oh, Those are nice. In a hot, yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking about diagonal, on December 11th, we're also going to get the uh, Penguins third diagonal jerseys. Uh, throwback. Uh, I like those. How, how do you feel about the diagonal di- uh, diagonals? Yeah, I'm all for it, man. I, I sent it. just had it and yeah. pens. And... Yeah, I like it. Do you like them or no? I don't know. I like them, but I don't know if I like them like them. You know, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Like, mm-hmm. I like them because, like, they're old school. But at the same time, if I were to sit there and be like, do I love them? I think I the know. Rangers one is, like, iconic. That's, like, the original one. So, like, right. it gets a little dicey when I see, like, a Pittsburgh or the Bolts. But, I mean, I, I like Tampa Bay a lot, so yeah. I, I do like theirs. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I thought it was cool to see them come out. Kinda, uh, let's move on from the Jersey talk. Are you sure? We could do this in another 50 minutes, I we think. Pr- we probably could. <laughs> we'll put Billy to work. Uh, so, moving on to the Calgary Flames. I got the Flames are flaming hot. The Calgary Flames are the first team in modern history since 1943 with six shutouts through their first 17 games. Holy shit. Uh, Jacob Markstrom and Dan Vladar is the best goalie tandem in the NHL currently. Markstrom is... An, is Sorry, Markstrom with a 9-4-4 record, 1.75 GAA, and .938 save percentage. And Dan Vladar with a 4-0-1 record with a 1.57 GAA and .946 save percentage. You ready for a hometown bitch fest? Go. Why the fuck did we pay Allmark $3 million to <laughs> suck in net? We had Swayman, we had Vladar, and we were looking okay. Like, we, we could have lasted without Rask. And there was so much more on the market. You could have got better for uh, for better than Omar. Blah 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 blah. Going on and on and on. But look at this guy's numbers right now. It's fucking insane. Like, Holy shit! And yeah. we just fucking ship him for a bag of pucks. See you later. I don't know. Dumb. No, I was with you. Frustrating. Me, me, you, and our friend Kyle. Was it yesterday or the day before? We went on this rant. But at the time when this happened, I would have rather have kept Swayman than Bladar. Oh, yeah, Swayman for sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, But to sign Olmark is just... The Olmark thing is absurd. Yeah, it's just dumb. Horrible, horrible There were so moves. many goalies that moved this offseason. You go with that guy. And you go with Olmark. It was just... Uh, let's move on. We're talking about Calgary right now. Calgary's hot. Bruins are not hot, okay? We'll, we'll <laughs> fuck it. We're moving on to Calgary. So these are the shutouts in the first 20 games comparisons. <clears throat> In 1925-1926, the Senators had nine. In 1928-29, the Canadians had eight. And then you have 2021-2022, the Calgary Flames have seven. Now, they're in first um, They're in first for this because it only took them 17 games to get this, mm-hmm. uh, the seven. So then you have 1927-1928, the Boston Bruins had seven. 1928-29, the uh, New York Rangers had seven. And then you have 1928-29, the Americans had seven. What so, a good year for goaltending, huh? great year for Canadians, goaltending. Canadians, Rangers, and Americans all in the same year combined it, for uh, 22 shutouts. But isn't that insane, like, how big of a gap that is with, like, shutouts for goalies and like in that time span that's it's just fucking insane to me it's nuts yeah because like i feel like um it's not like they used to run up the score back then but they were higher scoring games don't Uh, you think oh yeah and then the other interesting part of it is they're the only fucking team outside of the 1920s in this list right that's nuts dude almost and they have the rest of the season to go so they could take the first spot if they literally literally almost a hundred years later yeah and, and we're now we're seeing this. it again. This uh, insane. And um, 
interesting enough, too, we're going to get into it, but the Flames are playing tonight, so if they can blank the Kings, there's another one, you know? There we go. Uh, so we're about, uh, the Flames and Kings here. Uh, this all comes with the help of Dallas Sutter uh, behind the bench as head coach, who's also right behind Rod Brindamore in second place for the Jack Adams Trophy this season with 52 points. Uh, tonight, uh, Sutter returns to L.A. for the first time since 2017 to play against his former team. Uh, they haven't started yet. What, t- what time is it? 10 That starts at 10.30, so in about 10, 10 minutes that game will get underway. Um, I think and I hope that ca- the Calgary Flames will play with a chip on their shoulder for Daryl Sutter and get in there and uh, really, you know, work him over, win that game for him. And right. It'd be nice to see another That'd shutout, cool. man. I want to I want to see them beat that record. That'd be nuts. I want to, yeah, I, me too. I want to see him keep going. Uh, Markstrom's another goalie that kind of came out of Vancouver and became a great. Van- Markstrom was really good in Vancouver, and then he came to Calgary, and I think his game's gotten better. Mm-hmm. And then you have Brain Hopey. I, I I understand that he came from Washington, but he also came from Vancouver. Had a shit year, and now he's in Dallas, like standing on his head. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be talking about him standing later. Standing on his head uh, might be pushing uh, it. But, I'm talking okay. about the save. Okay. Okay. okay, I'm talking about the save. We're gonna be talking about. Okay, all right. But he's doing better compared to. They are on a five-game win streak, so I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. I'll give you it. Okay. All right. Am I good? You're good. Okay. Want to get this next one? Sure. So Florida Spencer Knight had 45 saves, the most saves in a game by a rookie in franchise history, and Florida is currently second place in the league. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff going on, just like new records and new things being broken, especially in the past Mm -hmm. two weeks that – we keep seeing. I was like, holy shit. <clears throat> to piggyback off the game from earlier tonight, too, Buffalo and Florida, who Florida ended up coming back 7-4, to four, but um, Bobrovsky's playing tonight, and he lets up four goals in, like, the first period, I think, maybe period and a half, but um, I guess he got it together. Florida's Joe Thornton also is now 12th on all-time point leaders in the NHL. So, yeah, he just beat Mark Recchi uh, to – Jumbo Joe to put him in a list because he's in a uh, pristine list uh, right in front of uh, sorry Joe Thornton is Ray Bork if you want to just add names to that uh, obviously number one is Wayne Gretzky who's no one's going to fucking touch him and then Yarmey Yager Mark Messier, Gordy Howe, Ron Francis, uh, Marcel Dion, Stevie Y, Mar- uh, sorry, Mario Lemieux, Joe Sackick, and then you have Phil Esposito. He's joining an elite list with this, too. So good for uh, Jumbo Joe. Yeah, it's good to see him still producing and being able to climb the ladder. The next one, I think, is maybe 50 points above, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere like that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's really close. That's uh, not really close for him, though. I don't know if he'll get those kind of numbers by the end of the season, and who knows if he's going to play next season, you know. He's getting up there. Right, for uh, 30, yeah, yeah, like 35 points. 35 points is actually probably feasible. If it was like 50, I'd say no. Yeah. But 35 points is probably just under 60 games left in the season. Uh, I want to bring up Wayne Gretzky again, and you want to talk about feasible. Yarmay Yager has 1,921, and Wayne Gretzky in first has 2,857. Yeah, not that feasible. fucking gap right there. Not quite possible. No, not at all. No one's touching. Maybe that. if you put Yager's check league points in there, maybe. And you have to consider too. Yager was part of two and a half lockouts in the NHL, so there's those points to consider too. Take Gret- that, Gretzky. Yeah, yeah. You're not the you're not the greatest. You're not the greatest. <laughs> fucking Yarma Yager is. Yeah. 
All right, moving uh, right along here. That, but I'm, I'm not going to say it. Moving right moving along, along here. <laughs> the Islanders played at UBS Arena for the first time this season, and they were shut out by Toronto's Joseph Wall. <laughs> he stopped all 20 of their shots in a 3 to nothing win, and this was the first shutout in the arena. Wall's been a good, uh, uh, good little backup for Toronto. I think he's really been just kind of jumping in there and being like, I feel like I've seen him before. I like the wall name. I feel like I've seen him somewhere. I just don't remember. I, I feel like Toronto. he's like a Zach Fucale that you see all the time in the NHL video games for the minor league teams. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I see him all the time. Right. I, I think that's where, but that's just my guess. And I'm glad it's really making a mark. I I, I I mean he's with Toronto, so I don't know if it's like easy to make his mark with the with a team like Toronto. No, it's hard, don't you think? They they fucking hate goalies in Toronto. Yeah, they yeah. run goalies and defensemen out of town, man. Um, look at Frederick Anderson. Look at the, the way he turned his career around. Oh, yeah, you got Ca- a good point. Uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. I like that. But, yeah, it looked like he fits in well with the boys and got a nice water shower when he got off the ice. Oh, yeah. But um, sticking with the Islanders, too, they're having some COVID issues. Uh, Bavillier, Pellick, and Green, along with, Someone... oh, no, four other players are on the oh. COVID protocol list. So there were seven guys that were placed on that. They've had a few games suspend, uh, postponed. Through I believe uh, November thirtieth, so a <clears throat> lot of lot of COVID going around the league now. Kind of sucks to see a lot. Like uh, it was just like a little bit. I know we talked about a few episodes ago that was like it's only like a handful, which is good. But now it's just kind of spreading. Yeah, you know? holiday season will do that too a bit. I think yeah. you know. And these are all just protocol. And you know, it, it, you don't you don't know if they're you know tested positive like. Around this time, if people just get the cold. Yeah, you know? yeah, they do announce it sometimes too when uh when guys are on COVID protocol, like St. Louis, where Jordan Bennington has been placed on COVID protocol. And they did come out and say he did test test positive. Exactly. Too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So with him placed on COVID protocol, they had to actually call up an e-bug, Kyle Conan. He owns his own goalie mask painting company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Huso is actually playing tonight or played. I'll double check that. And they could not recall Lindgren due to cap space issues, and he'll be recalled tomorrow. So Conan is sitting on the bench. It would have been nice to see him play. And the Blues ended up losing 4-2 to two against the Lightning. So mm-hmm. um, I, how would you feel being Kyle Conan, getting called up, and looking down the bench and seeing the Tampa Bay Lightning? That's like not the team I want to get called up to play against, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. My pants. And the worst part is he signed for the Tampa Bay Lightning, so he's he's their e bug that's yeah. playing for St. Louis. Yeah. So I wonder if he's looking over. And but that's like, that's like Toronto, if, Carolina. Imagine too. if he goes in too, something fucks up. Mm-hmm. Like he's like a David Ayers, and he goes in, and exactly. he's looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning team. He's like, should I let in a few for you guys? Well, that's what David Ayers was too. It was Toronto's guy for Carolina that Car- played for Carolina. For Carolina, yeah. So it's it's interesting to see, and there was a lot of issues with that when he won. But it's all hush hush now at this point because it's just blown over. Yeah, it's uh. Well, I'll put uh. So he is he's a twenty three year old mask painter. Uh, I'll put his Instagram uh down in the uh, uh sorry in the description for you guys. Uh, he played club hockey at Grand Valley State University in Michigan. Uh, if you didn't like, <laughs> I think he played for the United States Hockey League too. I'm trying to figure out how these e-bugs become e-bugs, you know? I, I, I've, I've heard it has a lot to do with where you actually live, too. If you're close proximity to the rank, that's high priority. Yeah. So it's and like they like, kind of, like, rank your talent based on, like, where you live, you know? And I feel like you got to, like, know someone. Like, if we knew someone, mm-hmm. like, who, that worked for the Bruins that was just a goalie and they're just like, you live in Quincy, like, you're, you're close, right? Yeah. I'm sure they'd be like, yeah, yeah, just come in, take a few shots. Jesus Christ. No thanks. I'd get fucking torched. Oh, I'd get fucking ripped. Do you think this play is, like, 
It's just a whole nother level, down. dude. Such a whole nother level. It's no, dude. They're trying to win. Points matter. During practice? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about in the game. Oh, I'm talking about just Calm like down. during practice. No, I mean, they want you to see NHL shots. These guys can pick their shots, though. So they'll, they're they going to, like, let you feel the puck, get it on your pads and on your gloves and not hit you in the fucking helmet or in the balls like when you're warming up with your men's league guys, you yeah. know? So, <laughs> and that's neck, a great thing because you get, you get hit by one of those shots in the wrong spot, man. You're going down and Fuck. they might need another e-bug. Imagine a Chara slap shot. Yeah, right. Oh, thanks, buddy. And the Damn. last time, actually, St. Louis played Tampa Bay, Jordan Bennington let up three goals in five minutes and 29 seconds off some <laughs> crazy shit. And one thing I mentioned about this, he is COVID positative now, so I'm thinking that potentially he was feeling the side effects feeling of COVID the side at the time. Effects of COVID Maybe he was getting time. sick kind of thing. Maybe. Um, they did come back. After that, won that game. after that, Bennington just shut the door. Damn. Tampa Bay won. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Blues won four to one, four uh, to three, right? So yeah, four to three. Um, we're gonna talk about it, but I, I kind of do want to talk about it. What would you do in that situation for Bennington? You, it's five minutes and twenty nine seconds of just letting up three goals. That third goal bounces off that side um, and then kind of bounces right by a. Well, if I were Bennington, I'd probably skate over to the opposing team bench and start swinging my stick like it's a fucking weapon. <laughs> but and no one, no one would be like, "This isn't this isn't off putting. It's it's just Bennington." <laughs> no, I I think like like any NHL goalie, like you look at each goal and you you learn from it and you move past it. You can't sit there and dwell on it because then you just keep getting lit up. Yeah. So you think about the saves, you focus on the positives, and you just reset. And that seems like what he did. And that mental midget got the job done. Four to three, big win. I like, I like the mental midget. Yeah, you like that? That was nice. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Moving on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Go for it. Uh, we have the Blue Jackets. They show condolence to Patrick Line on the passing of his father, Harry, as of late. Uh, that just happened this week. Uh, I don't know when he's going to be back. Obviously, uh, there's no real time frame for this type of thing, but we do send our condolences here. Uh, more Columbus Blue Jackets news. Merzlikens and Corpusalo are out sick. Uh, Casey Sherwood fills in at practice today. Another um, I have him down. He's a 36, uh, 36-year-old construction. Uh, he owns his own construction company. He actually had Bear League that game, and uh, they asked him how he was doing after practice. He goes, I don't think I'm going to make it. I need an <laughs> IV. <laughs> yeah, it's a different kind of pace, man. Like, even if you ever do, like, those, those little warm-ups where you do, like, the Iron Cross and things like that on the ice, like, your legs are burning in like three minutes flat, and these guys in the NHL can just do it all day you can long. Just do it, yeah. nuts. Just legs of fucking steel. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. Have you seen it for the three on three? There was this draft that came in for like two games. We were playing three on three years ago in Hingham. Um, he was a New York Islanders draft pick. Yeah, I remember him. He and was pretty good. It was one of those guys that, like, when you're on the ice and watched him, it was like one stride would take yeah. him like. Up and down the ice, and you're like, effortless, Holy not sweating. Shit. He's just got like a fifth gear, you know? He's yeah. got something else that everyone else doesn't. Right. It's nuts. Wish cool I had to see that. that. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, oh, you can do this. Want to do the Tampa Bay Lightning sure. since it's your, uh, this is your forte? Yeah. Braden Point is actually out indefinitely with an upper body injury. Um, and Yanni Gord actually stopped by while he was in Florida. So Yanni Gord got drafted in the expansion draft to Seattle. Uh, Seattle is in town for a game versus Florida, and he stops in on his day off to pick up his Stanley Cup ring. Kind of interesting that he didn't get that beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of thought he would have had it by now, but. I don't know with COVID and everything. I don't know if that had anything yeah, to could do be. with it. Maybe, uh, maybe Corey Perry was holding on to it for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Corey Perry's been on a heater, too. I think he's on a five-game point streak. I think it was three goals, two assists, or vice versa. Yeah, Corey Perry's really found his game. Yeah. Um, but, uh, to, yeah, to talk about that, I wonder if Tampa Bay Lightning was just like, well, we can, e- we can mail this to you, or you can... He probably wanted to see the boys, too, to come back and celebrate kind of thing. Yeah, like, I'm oh, sure, I'm sure happy to be back. Reminds me of, uh, nah, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll move yeah. on from that. You go, you go right ahead with the next one. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so we have Toronto. Uh, Austin Matthews raised $134,000 for men's health uh, November to December 1st, uh, then shaves off the mustache and scores a hat trick. Uh, so he, he raised it for Movember. So Movember is awareness for uh, men's health. And he set the goal for 134000 Actually, I think he beat that. I think he was, like, over that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, so he shaved the mustache. He looks different. Yeah, I think everyone does when you shave their shave their beard and think, mustache. I think we're all used to the stash. I forget point. what team we saw. Yeah, I mean, at first we were like, "Ew, why is he doing that?" But now it's like that's that's Austin that's Matthews, awesome. you know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we there was an interview. I forget who it was. Uh, I think it was a Colorado player was interviewed and asked by the media member, like, "Oh, what do you have to say to Matthews after shaving his mustache?" And he was like, "I don't know. He looks like he's 10. Question mark. <laughs> but like, I mean, what else is there to say? You know, kind of kind of a weird thing for the media to ask. But yeah, he he fucking. Blew up that game. The Leafs beat the Avalanche eight to three that night with with his hat trick. Um, and Matthews, speaking of dusting the media, mm-hmm. Matthews actually dusted Gord Miller when he was asked about uh, media talking about Toronto's five on five goal scoring. He says, "Quote: I could care less what you guys say. To be honest with you, no disrespect. <laughs> Fucking savage. The dude. way he said it, too, yeah, was man, just, just like like." He says no disrespect, but it was all disrespect. It was all disrespect. Can't guys. stand Listen, Toronto. I don't media. give a shit what you think. Yeah, nuts. I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm here yeah. to play. That's it. You can say whatever the hell you I'm want. I'm here to play 82 games, and if we go a little further, maybe like four, four to seven more. Yeah, I got my name's <laughs> Austin Matthews. That's all you gotta fucking know, buddy. <laughs> um, while while we're there too, I might as well just hit this one. Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Nazem Kadri had 19 points through nine games this season. Um, I didn't see if it went further, longer, whatever it was, but mm-hmm. damn, was he on a fucking hot streak. He was scoring hot some streak. nice goals, too. It's cool to see. That's it. That's it. That's, That's it, buddy. Nazem Kadri's fucking cracked at Fortnite. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Yeah, it kind of slid through, slid under the rug with this one. Uh, I mean, there's been a bunch of news, but Nazem Kadri is just like kind of another one, just doing his yeah. own thing and just be like, don't care about coverage. I'm here don't to care. fucking play some hockey, dude. Uh, we got Le- uh, Edmonton with uh, Leon Dreisaitl. He is the first Oiler, Oiler, other than Gretzky, to get 40 points in under 20 games. Can you say this dude is on fire? Can you say that Edmonton Oilers are on fire? <clears throat> yeah, they are, man. They're looking really good. Um, I can't wait till the playoffs start so they can suck again. Uh, they're on a three-game winning streak, 7-3-0 in their oh, last 10. Oh, Edmonton, not, tr- not Toronto. No, no, Edmonton does that too. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like the plague of Canada. That's just what happens to them. <laughs> Have to get their own own division to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But moving right along here, it's it's insane to me. Like what ten years ago, we had like Edmonton Oilers fans like throwing their jerseys on the ice, talking shit to the players. Like, so and, why is that insane? They do that in every Canadian market. Vancouver's burned jerseys, burned no, cities. Do you, do you remember when Edmonton Toronto was threw a jersey like on the ice? The worst of the worst, and now they've gotten to like. Where they are now, like one of the better teams. Dude, it literally show. it literally took one player too because of how nasty Connor McDavid is. Yeah, it's nuts. Isn't that nuts? 
Um, and then for add to that, Edmonton's Chris Russell becomes the first player in NHL history to reach 2,000 blocked shots. Goddamn warrior. Holy shit. That's a stat that no one really looks at and gives a shit about, but, like, that's fucking insane, dude. Getting hit with 2,000 NHL shots. shots. Like, I wouldn't want to get hit with one. This no. guy's a legend. Fuck no. This guy is uh, John Tortorella's, like, fucking little pet, teacher's pet kind of thing, you know? <laughs> Guy would love him. Because <laughs> we know Tortorella loves his goalies, right? Yeah. If his players can block shots, that's all he cares about. Yeah, that's like, all yeah, we need. Right. Pack it in. Yeah. That's, well, like, men's league strategy. I watched uh, episode eight. Mic'd up with Matt just came out. There's uh, the team you're playing. You have ten guys. They have six. And you're like, wow, they're really coming out. It's, like, early in the game. That's the fucking strategy, dude. If you only if you're short on the bench, you just go in guns blazing. You get up like two two nothing if you can. One nothing's fine. And no just way fucking, when you're dead at the end of the game. And then just fucking pack <laughs> it in, dude. Just stand in front of the net and just don't let anything in. That's it. That's how you win that game. Strategy. Strat. It was close. They lost four to three. Yep. We did. Oh, spoilers. My bad. Ruined the episode. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so San Jose. News, we have uh, GM Doug Wilson will take a temporary medical leave on day-to-day activities. Assistant GM Joe Will will be filling in. Uh, A lot of moves here. Bigger news from San Jose, uh, which I was like, there we go, finally. Uh, Evander Evander Kane, yeah, okay. Evander Kane was placed on waivers and assigned to the Barracuda. Uh, rumors of a trade being worked on with San Jose, eat, and they're willing to eat half of his salary for it. Uh, focus on playing this season and hasn't spoken to his San Jose teammates. Uh, all this finally kind of disappearing, or is he going to be back in the league? I don't know about disappearing. I think he might be like... I could see him becoming the next Mike Hoffman. Do you remember there was a big incident in Ottawa with Mike Hoffman and uh, Eric Carlson? A couple seasons ago, he was. Probably. I don't, don't want to get into it on air. It's pretty bad, honestly. Yeah. But Mike Hoffman has kind of rejuvenated his career um, and, and turned it around, and you know, been more of a quiet player off the ice, and now um, is really letting his, his game show for himself. And not to lump him in with the these, I don't know, these kind of guys, I guess. But I, I see him, Kane, Hoffman, uh, a lot like Matt Duchesne. Mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne's Matt Duchesne's a very quiet player, and his game doesn't speak as much as it uh, sorry his game is very good yeah but it doesn't outweigh some of the stuff that has been around him in the media kind of you know what I yeah mean? right so that's all okay. i got what about you um i do want to go back to the leon dry uh and with uh gretzky i forgot i had more notes on that so uh to really put an emphasis on leon dry being the first oiler than gretzky uh, he's got 20 goals, 40 points in just 19 games, uh, which, doing the math, is a 172-point pace. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl, again, uh, I feel like that was good to put in there because I feel like yeah, that's news. Yeah, I mean, you don't see players get 100 points in a season anymore, so it's it's insane to think that he's on pace for that. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Um, want to move on? Oh, should I do this one? Because uh, it's it's my guy here. So Matt Murray also this week was placed on waivers and sent to the AHL. Uh, Matt Murray is um, yeah. So let's uh, let's go through his record right now. Right here. So he's o five and o with a point eight two six save percentage, a three point two six GAA. He also has two years remaining on his six point twenty five million dollar contract. Uh, yeah, so he was sent down to the Wilkes Bar Scranton Penguins to play there. Uh, will this be? Will this help him out? Like, is this 
this gonna last time you see him in the NHL? Is it gonna be like? I don't think so. I think Ottawa has no other options. Like worst case scenario, they're gonna eat half of his salary and trade him, kind of like what San Jose is looking to do with Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. But I think six mil is a lot of money for a shite goalie. Like. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. So you send him down to the AHL, you let him get his confidence back, work a little bit. You know, it's honestly, it must be such a a, a big confidence boost for an NHL goalie because the gap from the AHL to the end is is that big mm-hmm. that when an NHL goalie goes down there, he probably, he probably does really fucking well. And he's like, wow, all right, I'm getting in the rhythm. I'm getting in the groove. I can feel the puck again. And now I can get my game back when I come back to the NHL kind of thing. So right. hopefully we see him to come back for Ottawa because uh, I think it was the GM that said that the rebuild is over and it's time to start winning. You, you haven't really built anything, buddy. Like you got your young guys, but there's a lot more work to be, be oh, yeah. done. Oh, yeah. Like Drake Drake Batherson's looking really good. 100%. Obviously, Kachuk. Um, and now if Murray can get it together, you got to build from the back out. It's got to be defense and goaltending, and then start from there. Like you've just started, basically. Yeah. So, ah, uh, they've they've been rebuilding for quite some time, but the <laughs> rebuild seems like it's actually going to start working. That's now, what you know I'm what trying I mean? to say. Yeah, yeah you're about to get say. started on yeah. a real rebuild. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to our, uh, our friendly neighborhood uh, Montreal Canadiens here. So the Canadiens uh, have 12 points in their first 22 games, are off to the worst start in franchise history. Which is fucking terrible to hear because of how long this team has been around. It's fucking awful. I brought this up to you, and you actually had a good reminder for me. You were just like, well, there's a bunch of plays that are out, and uh, I'm going to go through a list of players that are out that this kind of makes sense in a way. You have Shea Weber, defenseman, who's out with the ankle injury. You have Cedric Paquette, who's a center that's undisclosed. Carrie Price is out with a knee injury slash mental health. Uh, Joel Teasdale, uh, left wing, is out with a knee injury. Paul Byron, left wing, with a hip. Byron! Byron. <laughs> Joel Edmondson, uh, defenseman, who's undisclosed. Josh Brook, defenseman, with a knee injury. Matthew Perot, center, with eye injury. And then you have Jonathan Drouin with a left wing with a head injury. And that is a list and a half to be missing. And if you think that's bad, now you add in the two trades that happened or the moves. Uh, Philip Deneau went to the L.A. Kings. Yep. And Corey Perry went to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So it's just bad news bears for them. Like, there's nothing that you can do. Um, I think that the injury list is obviously a big concern, but – Last year's run to the Stanley Cup, I, I don't think that was, like, meant to happen kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. they're one of those teams that got there, and it's like, holy shit, we were right there. Kind of like the Devils that got there once and the Rangers that had a couple deep runs. Like, I don't necessarily think those teams should have been there almost, you know? Right, exactly. That's my personal opinion, but, you know. Like, no. yeah, you just you just said it. But, yeah, Montreal just somehow made it into yeah. the finals. It's because Carey Price, just the team itself mm-hmm. was just – you're, you're hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Uh, moving on from uh, Montreal, actually not moving on. We're staying on Montreal because uh, because of all that, Scott Mellonby resigned as assistant <laughs> GM. Uh, Mark Bergevin, Trevor Timmons, and Paul Wilson are all fired. Uh, rumor of Daniel Briere high on the list for GM role, which I found interesting. Actually, uh, it was funny because I was just thinking about Daniel Briere. I was watching the Buffalo Sabres game, or. Uh, I think I was uh, on Instagram, and Buffalo Sabres put up a thing. You know, they put the logo, and they asked, uh, what's the name that comes up when you see this logo? And uh, I was like, Danny Briere. Remember? I, I see Briere, and I think Flyers, personally. Really? Yeah, I think Flyers for him. Interesting. That's yeah. just me, though. Briere, especially with, like, the – you call it the Yellow Hamster uh, logo. I always think That's of you uh, call it, Danny bro. Briere. I thought you called it Yellow no, Hamster. No, I didn't know what you were talking about when you said that the first time. Oh, really? still love that jersey, by the way. It's fine if you don't, but I don't know. I like it. Maybe it's a throwback for me. Yeah, he had four years with the Sabres and 
seven years with the Flyers, five years with the Flyers, about the wow. same. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But it's it's later, so you remember him from like o two to o seven. Yeah. And I'm thinking o seven to twelve. Okay, gotcha. Oh, sorry, o seven to thirteen. To thirteen. But, yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, literally last year they did a whole uh coach re like revamp, and now they're just doing it again. Literally a year later, I. Like what's 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 and the move here? One issue that you see with the Montreal Canadiens, they refuse to hire. It, it's kind of weird. They were, excuse me, refuse to hire coaching staff and GM staff that don't speak both languages. You mm-hmm. have to be able to be like bilingual and speak French and English and so English. Yep, I think it's kind of silly personally, but moving I mean, right when along. You, when you're in Montreal, yeah. I mean, yeah. When in Rome, when <laughs> um, in LA, Brennan Lemieux. Uh, Lemieux. Brennan Lemieux was ejected after biting Brady Kachuk, and he was followed up banned for five games. Mm-hmm. He bit him pretty good. It seemed like Kachuk was uh, kind of fuming. Yeah, Kachuk, uh, he had a face where it didn't look like he was like faking it at all. He looked like, he's like, damn, he fucking yeah, got be, me good. good yeah. Yeah. All I can think of is the Kyle Burrows and uh, Brad Marchand shit. Remember that? Alex like, Burrows, right? Alex Burrows. I think sorry. so. Um, and he's coaching for the Canucks now, too. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, crazy to think about. Uh, but yeah, damn, got him pretty good. Um, in slow mo, the zoom in too, yeah. you're like, oh yeah. goddamn! It's like heat of the moment. It's like it, when the blood's boiling, you don't really know what you're doing. You kind of, not like blackout, but like you kind of like just do whatever you can. Yeah. Guy's got his hand in your face. What else are you gonna do? Right. But at the same time, like you don't fucking bite someone, dude. Like what are you doing? You know what I mean? No, you don't. So I don't know. There's there's two sides to it, but I don't really understand either. <laughs> <laughs> It just is what it is, but for like a biting, it's just it's just weird and yeah. to get them that hard, you know. Yeah, um, grown adults biting each other, kind of weird. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on to uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Panarin, Artemi Panarin throws a glove at Brad Marchand. He was fined five thousand dollars, and it's because Marchand said uh, no one in Russia likes you, uh, which is what set him off. Um, actually have, uh, if you want to keep going off of that, I, yeah, they, for that. The, the quote was funny when, when, uh, there was rumors said that Marshawn said something about Russia and everyone was like, oh shit, he was probably an asshole. Cause it's Marshawn. It's like, he probably mm-hmm. fucking said some shit. Right. And he's like, all I said was no one in Russia likes you. And the other part of the quote was if that's what's setting guys off nowadays, this is the softest league ever or some <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Hilarious. So they asked Artem Panera and, uh, what he thinks about the $5,000 fine. And he said, uh, but thanks to the old GM for $11.6 million. I'm good. Just kind uh, that was it. Dust it, bro. Here's so, my like, wallet. Here's, Don't care. Here's my fucking pocket Don't care, change. dude. I'll take 5k. I'll That'd be throw nice. another glove at Marshawn. <laughs> uh, Marshawn was then suspended three games for slew footing Vancouver's Oliver Ekman Larson. In slow mo, it looks really fucking bad. Um, I think fast play, it doesn't look good, obviously. Like, he no. shouldn't have done that. Nope. But I think a part of it is how small he is, too. Like, they've, they've said that a few times. But just the fact that he's that much smaller, he's trying to get in tight with the guy and, you know, low center of gravity gone under him. Kind of sucks to see three games. I believe it was his seventh suspension, so that's kind of nuts. Yeah, so three games, uh, again, for Oliver Ekman Larson. He also forfeits, which I kind of want to, like, double-check, but this is what I read. It was $91,875 in salary. That yeah. might be right. That's that's just, like, his salary is, let's say, nine mil. Because he's not he's, playing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get it. paid for games that he doesn't play, yeah. so that's why he loses that money. It's not like he's, like, giving it up, like, here's 90K. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money missed. It well, is. for us. For us, <laughs> um, so um, oh yeah, so another uh, Bruins 
uh, little news we got going on. Jake DeBrusque requested a trade through his agent. Uh, he also scored tonight versus Nashville. Uh, I feel like it's normal for just a player to just be like, hey, listen, like I kind of want to get out of here. I don't know if he just – all he really said was just like, I feel like uh, a new change of scenery, change of scenery is going to help him out. Uh, which is nothing. He's not saying anything bad about the Bruins. I think it's just like for a hit as a professional and for you, you want the best for you, right? Yeah. But I think for not not him, uh, but I think it was just classless because it was that next game uh, with the Bruins. They were at home, and he got the puck, and the Bruins fans were, like, booing him. And I'm like, I don't think it's classless. I think any guy that sucks at hockey – for the past two years, and then says, <laughs> I need to go. I don't see a problem with booing him. Like, I, I don't know. Like Your own teammate? Your own uh, your own, player? Your own player, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have been one to boo him, but I don't see it as being classless. I think, like, this guy sucks and he wants out of here. Like, fucking go, dude. Great. Bye. Here's the door. <laughs> but uh, the funny part was when he announced that, I didn't expect him to come back and play. So it's cool to see him get a goal against Nashville, but it also shows you where his head's at. I need to raise my, you know, stock price and get on the scoreboard before this trade. Right. Um, I kind of thought he wasn't going to play again because he said that to the agent. It became news. And then he had to play that night because he had already skated in practice. That's how it works, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you skate in practice, you're in. Yep. Um, but I didn't expect him to come back and play the next game. So kind of funny. And also score update two. No shutout for the Flames against the Kings tonight. Kings are up one nothing in the first period. Oof. So that's all right, though. God damn we'll get him next time. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, we'll get him next time. Um, you have a little thing on the defenseman for Bruins. Right? <clears throat> yeah, another. Um, so Jakob or Jacob Zaboral uh, deleted social media. Says he was getting roasted every day. Uh, says That's it really cleared his headspace to <clears throat> get off. Um, I don't know. For anyone who follows me, like I just got on Facebook again because for the podcast to put everything up and stuff and, like, to promote this. But I'm, like, I'm not, like, a huge fan of social media because it brings out, like, the worst of people. I feel like when you're, like, behind a screen with, like, a keyboard where you can do – you could just say whatever the hell you want, thinking, yeah. like, there's no repercussions. Keyboard warrior. And when Yeah, exactly. And when you're a professional athlete – and Jake Zaboro, who's like, I don't know, he's just okay, and you have, like, these fucking... Like I said with Toronto, things. man, they're trying to run out the fucking young defenseman that's trying to hold his own, and, like, why you gotta single him out like why? that? Yeah, exactly. They're probably sending him, like, clips of himself, like, bro, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> what are you doing, dude? Play defense. That's your guy. Pick him up. <laughs> no, I just realized, I think I did the same thing this week. Oh, yeah, to Buffalo. You, like, fucking tagged the Sabres, didn't you? I tagged the Sabres. Yeah. yeah. T- sucks to suck. Wow. Fucking dick. What, the what, Sabres, what, the what Sabres the are going to delete their social media. Right? It's just why are you bullying me? Social, why are you bullying me? <laughs> what, what's the what's the quote? We're just like, uh, don't judge anyone until you walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah. Should I do that for like the Buffalo Sabres? That I like. I just realized like what I did as I said this. I'm like, yeah. Why the hell did you do that? And then I was like, no, I just dusted the Buffalo. Sabres yeah, you dummy people. When I send you highlights too, like there was uh you sent me one, actually, of the Canadians, like, celebrating, having a good time at practice. You're like, yes, yeah, sick, guys, 29th in the league. You guys suck. But it wasn't like you tagged them. You just sent it to me. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, okay. I'm like, bro, what, are they supposed to just be miserable all the time? <laughs> I think mentally it's because, like, there's just a random fucking team. It's not the actual organization. It's just, like, a social media team looking at this, seeing the tag, maybe even seeing the tag post, being like, what the fuck is this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like I'm actually going. But if it was, like, 
if I was tagging you or something, someone that I like, know is gonna see it, yeah. then I, I wouldn't pull the bullshit. But yeah, it's funny. I, I, funny. I guess I do do it in like a sort of way. <laughs> but I don't know. It's the podcast. Like you saw those photos. Oh yeah, you got you got to right? interact. Yeah, gotta interact. and it is funny. I mean, they've always had weird photos of them come out. Like there was one face off they lined up, guys taking the draw in their own defensive zone, and then the other four fucking players are stacked in front of the net. Yeah. What are we doing here? What are here? you doing? What is the play call? <laughs> <laughs> are we back to square one with like, you guys? That's, that's the short bench men's league strat. Four guys, pack it in front of the net, win the face <laughs> off, lose it. Who cares? Just don't let it in the net. <laughs> Meanwhile, the one guy that kind of plays just kind of skates right by him. Uh, so moving on from that, <clears throat> Arizona Ca- Arizona Coyotes, uh, Karel Vizmelka has his first career shutout with 45 Big saves right going to there. Work. Going to work. He's been going to work since uh, Arizona didn't know what the fuck to do during the uh, offseason there. Dude, both those goalies in the AHL, they must have been like, holy shit, they're both, the NHL guys are both gone. We're going up. Like, let's go. <laughs> and then they're like, oh shit, we suck. So, <laughs> Vegmelka's been doing pretty good for such a shit team. I did want to bring him up because that week before, he actually had his first NHL win. Uh, I know it's taking a while, but. When you're an AHL goalie thrown into, I would say, the starting position for the Arizona Coyotes, he's been doing absolute shit. I'm sure he had a, he's had to like revamp his game to be like, all right, I I feel like you got to get like yourself in like a different mentality with these games. Be like, all right, well, I got to probably not going to win, but let me try my hardest. No, let me figure. You don't this get shit into that out. mentality. You get in the mentality of just stop the next one. Just do my job. Just stop do the it, next. Stop puck. the next one. Move yeah. it on. Doesn't matter if there's 90 of them. I'll, I'll try and stop the next one. <laughs> so good for him. Uh, I'm, 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 sh- I'm sure something like this is making him better as a goalie, too. Absolutely. Yeah. This is like when you're at men's league and, uh, you know, the other team's peppering you. You're in your own zone the whole game. They're putting 60 shots on, and you guys lose, like, 6 to nothing. But the other guy's down the other end and wins with a fucking four-save shutout, like, sick, dude. I'd rather be me than him. Dude, you know I what fucking I mean? had that the other week. It's so boring, isn't it? This dude had, like, I think we got shut out 2 nothing. Or three nothing, uh, and the goalie maybe saw like three shots because yeah. they're just down. It must end. be so boring for them. I wouldn't want that. No well, fun. he was selling at the end. Well, like, they won, and he got a shutout. Why wouldn't you? Like, dude, as a goalie, like three save shutout. Like, all right, calm the fuck down. Just shutout, shutout. Go buddy. back to your locker room, will you? He wins. He wins. You lose. Don't even need to end the story. Gear, you fucking. I don't even sieve. need to air your gear. I love it, dude. <laughs> Tell him that in the handshake line. <laughs> yeah, good luck airing out your gear. You fucking sieve. Oh, um, man, that's great. Oh, you want to do this one? Sure, Rick, yeah. Rick Dallas' is, uh, Rick Bonus, the coach of the team, has coached his 2,500th NHL game the most in NHL history. That's fucking insane. That is awesome. Good 2,500 for divided by 82, man. I'm going to do the math do real the quick, math. see how many seasons that is. You're, you're, you the, can, ma- you're the math guy here, buddy. Yeah, I can't do that, dude. <laughs> that is 30 and a half NHL seasons. Holy shit. Is that for real, dude? That's fucking insane. Oh, well, playoff games, too. Playoff so games. Let's call it like 29, 20, maybe 28. 25? No, yeah. No way. 82 playoff games like is like one, shaves one season yeah. off, you know? 28. That's nuts. Uh, so up next is Rod Brindamore. Uh, Coach Rod Brindamore is fined $25,000 for inappropriate conduct towards officials in a game against Washington. Um, Yeah, so is it gets a... Re- sorry, that happened on uh, sorry uh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, 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 oh. on uh, November twenty eighth. This is the <laughs> second time he was fined 
the same amount back in August of 2020 for criticizing the refs during a double OT loss uh, to the Bruins during the playoffs. Uh, he's actually up for the Jack Adams Trophy this season. Uh, number one on the list for 63 points. Uh, I know we just talked about Daryl Sutter, who's number two. Um, you really changed my mind about this. I remember I said this. I'm like, yeah. Um, I was like, I don't like this at all. I'm like, just calm down. But uh, I think this is oh you know what we might have had this is I, I, we might have had a different actually uh, t- uh thought on this but yeah i don't think i changed your mind i think you saw another video and changed your own mind yeah that might have been it uh because i feel like this is like passion for like rob brindamore like it depends on what he says to like a ref like if you say something fucked up like yeah okay you, you deserve this shit but i feel like as a coach you're trying to put your team in a good situation at all fucking times to win a game. And if it's a shit call, it's, I don't know, to lean back and just take it, uh, it kind of shows, like, your fire for, like, wanting to, like, win games. If you're like, hey, you know, just really kind of yell at him. But there's, there's really give and take with this. But this could be the reason why he's fucking runner-up for the uh, Jack Adams Award, too. So my way of looking at it, I don't know anything about the story at all. So, like, I don't know why he was yelling at the ref, what he says, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's two sides to every story, so until, like, we have the full picture, we can't really judge it. But the way I look at it, right, he's allowed to talk to the referee, express his displeasure, and, and, you know, just not, like, it's not about, like, how he handles it. It's honestly all about what he says and what he does. Mm -hmm. Because if it's, it says inappropriate conduct towards the officials. When I hear that, I think of abuse of officials. Yeah. Because you can verbally abuse a referee, and I think that's what it is. If you're going to charge a guy 25 grand, he had to have said something that was over the line and just being an asshole. Mm -hmm. Like, he can yell and scream all he wants, but, I mean, But if it, it, yeah, it's like. So, like, I understand the passion. I understand that aspect of it, but it it all depends on what was said and what what happened. Exactly. Uh, But the other one, the, the way I look at it, this, right, you see Players getting fined $5,000, which is the league maximum. This guy is different than a player because this is a direct employee of the league, and he's representing the league directly. So his actions like this like reflect <clears throat> against the league. Even though the players do too, it's separate because they're a, an employee of the NHLPA, not yeah. an employee of the NHL kind right. of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, so this is um, yelling at the refs. The other 25 k fine was for criticizing the the referee job during a playoff game, which is after the fact. Yeah. So that's, I think the main reason he was fined was because he directly called out a specific ref, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fine with both of them, honestly. Like, I, I just don't know the whole story and I can't really get in on it. Mm-hmm. So moving on from uh, the whole Rod Brindamore. So uh, this is actually the same game. Um, that same night with uh, Rick Bonus, who coaches 2500th game. Um, uh, Stars goalie Holpe had his 293rd win, which passes Jacques Plant, which is 292 wins, uh, for most wins in NHL history through first 500 games, which is insane. Insane. That's nuts. It's a big milestone. And you just brought up, too, uh, Holpe with that uh, cruddy year that he had in Vancouver, yet he still has this little uh, – he's still passing Jacques Plant right here, which is another fucking insane thought to have. Yeah, and even though the Stars are on a five-game winning streak, they're 11, they're 11 seven and 11-7-2. I was about to just eat my own words. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are off to a good season and a good start, so it's good to see. Right. And they're going with Holpe and uh, Hudobin, right? So what's up with Ben Bishop right now? Injured? Fucking oh, as usual? He, he's injured, yeah. He's, oh, shit. Yeah, fucking dumb. guy sucks. Uh, yeah, so they had a 4-1 win against the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, uh, we'll add to that, too. So 
They had a 4-1 win against the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes had 40 shots on net to Dallas's 17 shots on net. So it wasn't like an easy win for... Wait, uh, Dallas won 4-1? to one? Yep. And they had 17 shots? And they had 17 shots. What the fuck, dude? And then four four goals on seventeen. And then shots. hope you got fucking peppered with forty like a shots on seven fifty save percentage. Jesus, dude, that's terrible. And to fucking add to that, those three crazy saves that he had that night too. Yeah, that was nuts. The pad stat, uh, everything. Yeah, three like in a row. Crazy, insane. That's that's highlight rail for like the next ten years. Yeah, him and Demko have been popping up left and right with these highlight saves. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, Vegas, we actually had a Jack Eichel sighting. He was skating on the ice. It looked like practice ice, and uh, hopefully he'll be returning soon. But it was good to see him back out on the ice getting his feet wet and getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, next up, Anaheim's Troy Terry's point streak ends at 16 games. Two weeks ago, we talked about this kid, and I think he was at 16 games when we recorded. So that must have snapped either the night after or the night we recorded. Uh, but Anaheim is still looking very hot. I love to see it. I'm telling you, they're gonna win a fucking cup at some point. <laughs> Thirteen, eight, and three, six and four in their last ten. Man, the young, the kids are all right. Nice, good man, good man. And uh, we have some confusion at Vancouver Canucks practice the other day. Matt's gonna tell us about. Yep. So uh, they had a lot of confusion during practice. Uh, so they had a two-on-O drill, uh, but with the wrong mix of players at both ends, and uh, people in the stands heard JT Miller yell, we don't know what we're doing, which is not a fucking good sign for a professional hockey league. I also don't understand how you don't know what you're doing in a two-on-O drill. Two drill. If it's two-on-O, you go up ice and you... you it's, it's the wrong <laughs> well JT Miller is also like it's just the wrong group of guys like he's mixing like defensemen and like left wings yeah. and it's just like it's just all fucked up and JT Miller's like what what's what's the plan here what's yeah. the goal like this isn't what the practice is yeah and Vancouver Canucks buddy yeah they they aren't looking so good um is JT Miller a captain of the Canucks I'm going to look it up right now because that's that's a big thing for him to step up and do yeah um but, yeah, you, you can go on to the next thing. I, I just think it's good for him, too. He's an alternate. Oh, no, fuck. He, he It's a good thing for him to step up and actually take responsibility of the practice and, you know, be out there and, and say it. Mm-hmm. He is an alternate captain for the Canucks, so. Uh, t- speaking about uh, stepping up and uh, doing something, uh, not, not something we have uh, written on here, but uh, today, uh, which is uh, December 2nd, uh, today marks the day 1993, I think we saw. That's when Patrick Waugh came back yeah. on the bench, uh, had the magic words with uh, the GM at the time that sat actually right behind the bench, which was cool as shit. Which That's is weird. Kind of interesting, yeah. And it was like, I think he said this is the last time I'm playing. Yeah, uh, he's like, I'll Montreal. never step on the ice in Montreal again. Yep, something like that. Yeah, and, and probably I think they left him in there for an 8 nothing game, right? Yep. And uh, that was his uh, famous, like, give up with the hands up. Carey Price did that, too. Uh, so, day in history today. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Uh, do you want to do this? Uh, yeah. Moving on to Seattle with the Hayden Flurry incident? I have incident? no notes on that, buddy. No? No, sir. I thought I uh, thought I gave you it. No? Yeah, you told me just put that down so you would take it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, talking about, we're talking about uh, fuck you. Um, Hayden Flurry gets assessed a tripping call, tells the ref uh, that it's a shit uh, call and as he's sitting down okay. on the I, I, there must have been some something going on that I this is why I want mic'd up all plays mic'd up during the games because I would pay primo to like watch those games because uh, the ref after he, he calls after he you know he does the call for like the fans and everyone he skates away 
turns back to Hayden Flurry and like three times tells fuck you, just like fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, savage. Bro. You have to do something to piss a ref off savage, like that, dude. Unreal. Yeah, man. Yeah. Can not, you do that? Not a good look, huh? Can you piss off a ref like that? No, I wouldn't. I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, just brutal. And then we have. Uh, okay. Okay, we'll do uh, we'll do sad, we'll do sad, and then end good. Sure. What you want to do? Yeah. Whatever you want to do, buddy. Okay. <clears throat> so then we have news here that uh, I feel like should not be left by the wayside. I feel like the more we talk about this, the more uh, awareness it gets, the more that uh, it's not swept on the rug, and that it happens. Uh, to this day, by the way, uh, Mark Connors, who's a 16-year-old goalie with the Halifax Hawks. Says he was target of racial slurs at a hockey tournament and PEI. Um, the Halifax Hawks president Spyro Bokalis uh, has decided that none of their teams will play in any other any further PEI tournaments until the matter is settled. Hockey PEI has launched an investigation into this. The Halifax Hawks will be wearing anti-racism decals on their helmets in support of Mark Connors. Halifax Hawks are a under-18 double A team. Uh, so he was, so Mark Connors, I didn't want to write it, but he was getting it like on and off the ice from like parents and kids, like end bombs, like just That's throwed at him. And it's like, it's shit that should not happen. We've, I feel like I keep fucking talking about this shit between like the natives this is, and this like is, black players. This is more than just the fucking parents being assholes and being involved and like, getting into it with the players and the refs and other parents. Like, this is fucking pure racism, and it's fucking terrible. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, I'm I'm so glad uh, the President Spyro vocalist was just like, nope, fuck this. We're shutting this shit down until you guys can act like human beings, you know? Um, and I, I'm glad an investigation's going into this, and I hope they fucking catch the people that did it. And uh, we feel so far, sorry for uh, Mark Connors for going through this. Uh, actually, P.K. Subban actually put something up about this today or yesterday, so it, it is getting through, and uh, it's just a rough story to hear, but I feel like you can't... It's rough, but it's something you shouldn't sweep on the rug. Like You should really put this out in the light and say, like, this shit's still going on, and people need to know what's still going on, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I like to see in the NHL right now, the interviews during warm-ups is fucking incredible. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. So I think I mentioned it a few episodes ago about the Keith Yandel interview while he's skating around. He couldn't really hear them the first time. They're still working out the kinks. But uh, Paul Bissonette was interviewing uh, Austin Matthews on the ice. It uh, didn't get dusted by him, which is good, but was just shooting the shit with him, and it was really cool to see. I just like how casual it is. Matthews skating around, having his warm-up, enjoying himself, and... The interviewer is able to, you know, kind of like inside the glass, but while they're getting ready for the game. Nice. It is nice, man. You got the hiccups I got, Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, how about some skate talk here? Nike put out, or no, not Nike. I think someone made concept art for Nike skates, and they look hilarious. They look like Air Jordans. Yeah. But as skates, would you wear them? Fuck no. No, I wouldn't either. No, no. No, not for me. But no, the, I think those, like sneakers. The guys heads, who wear those wear fucking tinted visors on oh, yeah. daily games. But they would look sick with them on. Yeah. I think so. I just <laughs> wouldn't be the guy to do it. Um, what do you think about the new Bauer Connect 2022s? These skates have buckles, and they look like fucking ski they boots. They look like ski boots. I don't know. I'm kind of all for this. Because um, Matt can't tie his shoes. Because I can't tie. I uh, I <laughs> normally have uh, Dave Blanchett on my team tie my shoes. Perfect. Um, but, what, um, what a guy. Dude, if I had someone to tie my shoes, I'd be very happy. 
Well, you know how fucking easy it would be to just, like, how quick you put on, like, your your uh, skates now? The only just... thing I'd be worried about is, like, if you get a puck off of it and it just, and like, it just breaks the breaks. buckle. Yeah. And, like, you can't get it back on. Now you're done. Because they're already having problems with uh, that the trigger release for um, uh, the blade. Blades. Yeah, you see that in the NHL, too. It happened to Tuka I've talked about it before. But, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It just recently happened to someone else. Yeah, um, I remember that. Kevin Kakinen? Am I wrong? He was able to get to the bench quick. I forget who it was. I can't remember yeah. who it was. But, yeah, it's a thing. Like, uh, the technology, especially with Bauer, is trying to make everything, like, just Easy. quicker yeah. and easier. And we're there. I feel like we're getting there. But at the same time, uh, it's just like we're we're seeing some kind of I feel like back in the defects. day, you heard a lot of the players raving about the pump skates. You ever use the pump skates? No. I think that, like, All pe- those people loved them for some reason. All those 9K Reebok skates. Yeah. Those ones, they had yeah. pumps, and I think people loved them for some reason. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, I, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, kept everything, like, nice and tight. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that, talking about that. I don't know. I would uh, I would definitely give them a try. But, yeah, you're right. The buckles I'd demo them. I wouldn't off. want to spend 600 on them and then have them suck. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. If you think, I want to call them 600. I'd think a 900, maybe. Oh, yeah, sure. Whatever. Yep. I'm not spending more than fucking five on skates. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to play it again get them for 80 bucks. Uh, and for our last uh, bit of news uh, that I put up on uh, Instagram, and I want to talk about it again. We talked about it before, and it's Aaron Frankel, who's on absolute fire. Uh, the Northeastern University women's hockey team is actually leading the NCAA in shutouts with seven. We're going to bring that up with Markstrom and uh, Dan Vladar. And the majority of it is coming from Aaron Frankel. Um, sorry, so she's got six shutouts in fourteen games, by the way, uh, with a poor, sorry, with a point nine six six save percentage and only allowing twelve goals in those fourteen games. Uh, unbelievable! So I can't wait to keep following this and see uh, how far she goes. Uh, we, we, yeah, we've already had a, uh, we've already put her as a topic of discussion. I think it God. shows it shows how good she is, ago. And, yeah, and how like good the the tandem is, and I guess there's three, right? There's three goals, yeah. Interesting, but uh, it, it is cool to see. I mean, Northeastern has one of the best hockey programs in the country, so um, yeah, good luck to them, and I hope the season just continues to roll, right? Kick some ass, exactly. And uh, with that said, um, that's it. It's that's two weeks worth of uh, a bunch of shit. Interesting right here. I was just looking at the scores to give you guys an update. The Flames were up 3-1 to over the Kings, but now I'm seeing 2-1, to so I'm wondering if a goal was uh, disallowed. Ooh. But, yeah, 2-1 over the Kings right now. Let's go, Flames. I love to see it. Nice. Good job, um, who's your favorite Canada team? Ooh, that's a good move. Uh, so what do we got? We got Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa, Winnipeg. I don't know. I'd say Toronto. Toronto? Yeah. You like them over Montreal? I feel like you'd be a Montreal guy. I mean, I like Carey Price, but yeah. I don't think I'm a Montreal guy. I feel like I'm more of a Toronto guy. I don't think I have a favorite Canadian team. Now you got me thinking. I mean, I've, I've gr- met, growing up, I always thought you were I've, a Montreal I've guy. I've met fans from, like, both Toronto <clears throat> and Montreal, and both I love to death, man. Like, they, they have the rivalry there. Like, I'll, I'll wear my Bruins stuff to, like, in Toronto or Montreal, and they just, like, jokingly, but, like, really to be like you know fuck the bruins and fuck you but like it's just, it's just great because it just adds to everything and i just love it uh great fans 
I don't know. I, I guess as a whole, I like I love Carey Price. I I don't think I would consider myself a full Canadians fan. Although I, no, I, do I didn't like ask him. like who you're a fan of. I said who's your favorite. That's Canadian what I'm. Team, that's what know? I'm saying. I think yeah. and I think that breaks down to Toronto. I think I like the Maple Leafs. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? You don't have one. I don't think I can pick one. Like Calgary. I like Ottawa because I like where they're heading. Edmonton. I like Calgary because they're hot right now. So I wouldn't say Calgary because I'd never think about them. Edmonton's nasty with McDavid, but no, I don't. I don't like them really. Hmm. Vancouver, I don't really like since you know the last Bruins Vancouver rivalry, and they've sucked since then. Montreal, I don't really like too much. Carey Price, I'm not a huge fan. Win- Winnipeg probably would be the first one I would say. Yeah, I guess. Interesting. Uh, speaking about uh, favorite uh, Canada teams, uh, you see the little girl from uh, Connecticut that I sent you? Yeah, Savage, dude. She uh, went to her school first pitcher, school, what are they, pitcher day? day? Yeah. And she's wearing a uh, Connor McDavid Edmonton Oilers jersey. And uh, I thought she was in Edmonton, and I was scroll- like looking into the um, license plates, and it's all Connecticut. And I'm like, she's a leg. Fucking Savage. lover. Yeah. That's cool. I put a photo of her down there. but When I did my senior photos for high school, I wore a Bruins jersey. Really? Yeah. Beast. I don't think I've ever. I think no, I've never. I think I've worn like a shirt, but not like a jersey or yeah. anything. What do you mean you never worn a jersey? For like a picture day? Oh, for picture day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. most most parents don't really allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're in Canada. All right, you ready to do this? By yes, the way, uh, I'm not a fan of this uh, dogfish head. He gave me the whiskey sour. It's uh, what is this? It's lime and cherry, which is uh, not my uh, real go-to. Yeah, I don't think you've had like a sour before. Have you had a sour? No, I never had a sour. Sours are really good. I used to do DiSerono sours back in the day. Those are bomb. Really? But it's basically sour mix and whiskey. Interesting. Sour mix is like the same thing as like margarita mix when you make a margarita, you know? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do. I forgot what the hell shot this is. We by have the way. Soco Caramel. Oh, fuck a duck. We're really getting through the shitty liquor in the uh, bottom of the basement. Are we really getting through oh, the shitty Oh, we're getting liquor? through it, buddy. We're going there. We don't need to buy any nips or anything, too. It's great. We don't. We don't. Maybe for the, before we were, uh, Jesus Christ, maybe for the Christmas episode, we'll, we'll break out a nip that we like rather than suffering and punishing ourselves. Maybe for the Christmas episode, we should open up that, uh, was it China or Japan? Oh, fuck you, dude. No, I got, I got Baiju from China. We're not opening that. We're going to We're open not it. opening that. You can have some. I'm not drinking that shit. Why? Is it just like. It's foul. Does it clean like the bottom foul. of boats? Foul. Nothing cleans the bottom of boats. Except that. I'm going right. to have that. We're both going to have that. I'm not having that, dude. You can have some. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. I like your titty cup, by the Thank way. Thank you. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. Lake Winnipesaukee. <sighs> oh, actually, it's not bad. What is SoCo? Southern Comfort. Yeah, I know, but like, what is it? Southern Comfort. Like, uh, not rum. It's, uh, I think it might be rum. Rum? Kind of like figure that out. Whiskey? <clears throat> I don't think it's whiskey. It doesn't taste like whiskey. <sighs> Might be rum. Let's look. Let's look it up. You talk about something. Watch any good TV? Uh, don't talk about anime. I'll fucking slap you. <coughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, for the past two weeks, uh, I kind of is a whiskey. It is a whiskey. I'm sitting there trying, like tasting it. I'm like, it tastes like a whiskey. Ugh. No it shit. Like fucking caramel. Interesting. Uh, there's these two, <coughs> I've already said this before, I'm a huge World War II guy, and it's just kind of funny to find stuff that, like, I haven't seen before, and these two movies that I haven't seen, and they're both based off of, like, actual events. There's one, and I can't remember the title of, because I watched it two weeks ago, but it's based off of, um, uh, a death camp that they had in Poland, 
and uh, one of the guys worked for uh, Goebbels um, uh, for the the propaganda. So he took photos, and so what he when he was taking photos and something they didn't want, they told him to get rid of it. But after a while, he's like, no, this is evidence for, like, everything they're doing. So, like, he risks his life to, like, save photos. Damn. And so, like, at the end of the movie, they showed, like, the photos. He ke- I took of everything, which is cool shit. And then the most recent one is actually, like, another photo, but another true story about um, the lost, uh, the forgotten war is what it's called. And that's when um, uh, Germany held, like, the Netherlands. And, like, there was, like, this kind of part of the Netherlands where it's just, like, kind of like an island or whatever that they just held and uh, another part of, like, the resistance and everything and photos and, ma- like, so it ended up being a German soldier, uh, a woman who worked for uh, a Netherlands woman that worked for the Germans and uh, a, a Netherlands uh, resist, uh, I guess, part of the resistance. Yeah, yep. they all, all three of them in this war got together because what was going on, they all just kind of connected. And so the story is where uh, they had the photos, uh, you know, to prove that this was going on. But they knew the Allies were coming, but they were stuck. And so the woman who worked for the German, the Germans was able to steal a map that was, like, updated and everything. And she, her and her friend, who was also part of the resistance, um, she died. She was shot by a German. Are, are you spoiling this at all? Not really. I don't know why you spoil it, just, just for the listeners. Not yeah. really. But, yeah, it, but the whole story is, like, her getting to, like, the Allies. There's a lot of shit that happened in the movie. Okay. It's really fucking good. It's called... Um, the Forgotten War, you said, right? The Forgotten War. It's actually a German film. Uh, they do. It's dubbed and subbed and subtitled. It's actually really good. If you're a World War II guy like I am. Nice. That's good. Any, anything for you? I've been watching Narcos Mexico. I think I've talked about it on here. I fucking love that show. It's so good. Uh, the original Narcos is my favorite. Uh, Mexico is really cool because the new season is in the '90s, so it's it's got a lot of uh, a lot of like closer to relevant stuff, kind of. Um, and then started doing Christmas movies, dude, with the with the baby. That's great. I like like uh, Die Hard. Santa, yeah, Santa Claus is coming <laughs> to town, and uh, we watched the new Grinch. This is one that came out in 2018 by the same people that did uh, oh, Despicable Me. It's awesome, dude. Wicked funny. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I I was saying to MK, I was like the best kids movies are the ones where like the main character is just like a fucking dick and everyone around him is hilarious like everyone else is so happy like lovey-dovey like the grinch shrek despicable me like all those movies the main guy sucks he's like an asshole i think as an adult like you understand it it's like yeah it's like the heel that squidward is in spongebob you know what i mean you're Mm -hmm. like man i relate to him i still i gotta watch that but my favorite grinch is the uh, jim carrey one that one's good he nailed it it was so good yeah but i gotta get ready because uh I feel like there's already Christmas movies being pumped out left and right, yeah. 24 hours on some yeah, TV. They are. Right oh, now. yeah. The second that Thanksgiving's over, man. We're going to be hearing Mariah Carey everywhere we go pretty Can't soon. Stand that. Yeah, there's Christmas music in some of my liquor stores. I, it's just the Mar- Mariah Carey one that I don't like personally. I, I don't mind Christmas music. It's fine. How, much, how much money do you think she makes? She She's, has a royalty on that, actually. There, was a, there was a thing about it that I forget. It said the number. Good for her. Yeah. We hate it, but she's making money off of it, so good for her. Cuckoo bucks. Mm-hmm. All right. With that said, uh, Take us out, buddy. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.